Good morning. Today is December 22nd, and it's time for another session of Ask Ellie, Intuitive Insights and Your Questions Answered. So my name is Ellie Molina. I am your hostess, and today we're going to talk about some of the questions that you've submitted. We're going to talk about astrology and the astrological influences that are happening for 2021 and beyond. And then we're going to look at some questions and conversations about why will this year be any different from the following years and years in the past. So we'll take a look at that also. So for those of you who are new to this show, my name is Ellie Molina. As I've said before, I am an intuitive, a psychic, and author and an educator. And one of my top values in life is learning and educating. So I highly value education and learning. And with that, I also want to tell you that you uh, you might as well know, we are in the age of technology. We are in this age of learning where things are happening so quickly, so much information, this information age. We are bombarded with information at us all the time. And it's going to become really important for us to discern what is it that we need to listen to? What is it that we need to pay attention to? And what is it that is relevant for us? And so that's going to be part of our topic later on as we move through the call, um, because that will seriously influence where you go in 2021, uh, how much information you're going to be gathering and where this information is coming from and what you're going to do with it. So I'd like to welcome a few people to the call this morning. Eva, thank you for being here. Tio and Thomas, thank you for joining the call. I'm always excited to have you with us. And with that being said, I am ready for our first call today and um, our first question. And one of the first questions that was submitted to me uh, was, do I move to Europe and am I looking in the right place? And this question was submitted out of Virginia and by TR. And thank you so much for sending this in today. And I just want to share with you what came to mind when I heard your question was a quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson. And Emerson said, do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. And that, my friend, is the answer for you. So is it is it time to move to Europe? And are you looking in the right direction? I think that you can answer that yourself. And when I look, when I look at this from a psychic point of view, I'm seeing that there's tremendous amount of joy here in this move. Look, there's going to be fear as in everything moving from one city to another is oftentimes scary and exciting. And moving from one country to another, one continent to another can be thrilling and thrilling and exciting. One of the things I want to share with you, TR, is that I do see wonderful people around you when you make this move. Now, this move will not be the first and only. You're not going to get there and stay in one spot. So just be prepared. Travel lightly um, and put your things in. You know, Take your, obviously, you don't need me to give you advice on this one. You know, take your things, put them in storage and travel lightly and do not 
um, have any attachment to your first um, location because what will happen is it will be the, uh, the starting point for your other locations. You know, we need to get started. Sometimes we have to put a pin drop on a map and say, okay, I'm going here. I'm going to stay here first, and then I'm going to move forward from that. And so that is what I'm seeing. You're going to put your pin drop. You have great support where your pin is dropping. You're going to be really happy where you drop your pin. And then from there, you're going to start to branch out and travel and move around. You will ultimately find your space where it is warm and where there is water. And you also know this already. So the other thing about where you go where there's warmth and water TR is that this will be a place that will provide you with affluence and income. So I do see you generating income from this new location. I see you steady. I see you in a relationship. Um, it looks as if long-term dreams and visions will come to fruition for you here. So it's almost as if, you know, you've had these dreams and visions for a very long time. They've been on hold. And now with everything happening in the plan on the planet and in the universe and it, just everything happening, this is the time to go. So uh, get your ducks in order and prepare yourself because you're going to be launching ahead into your new future. And this is extremely exciting. So there are going to be new opportunities, new people, new experiences, and also new career moves for you. So if you have any, if anybody has any questions, and if TR, if you do want to know more, please send me an email at Ellie at elliemolina.com and I will honor a discounted session for you. And we will uh, just go and answer more of these questions that look so unbelievably exciting. Okay, uh, moving on to today's topic, which covers two things that I want to talk about. Thing number one is I wanted to talk a little bit about astrology and astrocartography, and also with the grand mutation, the Jupiter-Saturn um, conjunction. And I want to talk about that in a little bit um, more detail and depth. And one of our participants on the call just said, yes, Jupiter-Saturn conjunction happened yesterday, and it is the starting of a new phase. Absolutely. And this is exactly what we're going to be talking about in a few minutes. So the question here is, can you speak more about this? Okay, great. This is exactly what I wanted to speak about. So there is a lot of misinformation on the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. And then there's a lot of fabulous information. And remember, we talked about there's so much information on the internet that it's really important that you go to the source that is the best for you. All right. So if you're looking at this to understand it from a very simplistic point of view, yes, Saturn and Jupiter had a conjunction. That means that they met. They were so close. It was the first time that they've been so close in, um, well, in over uh, 20 years. And at the same time, it's also been, it's been said 400 years, then there's 800 years, and there's actually 2,400 years. So it really depends on how deep you want to go into this. So what you need to know for this is that this Saturn uh, Jupiter conjunction is called the Great Conjunction. And it does happen roughly every 20 years. Um, 
But these conjunctions take place later and they progress and they progress over 200 years. So when people say, oh, this happened 200 or 400 years, they're really shifting into something that is known as a triplicity. And again, this is a pattern of repeating triangles that Kepler came, Johannes Kepler came up with in his um in his work called Distella Nova. And this is when astrology and astronomy started to separate. Up until Kepler's time, Galileo and Kepler, uh, astronomy and astrology were one and the same. And it was through Kepler's work that astrology and astronomy now started to shift and break away. Now we were looking at astrology and then we're looking at astronomy. And so what we need to know is that it takes approximately 800 years to move through all of the elements in the great mutation. Uh, we're, we're talking about shifting from fire side to earth, to air, to water. And this is in a continuous cycle, cycle astrologically. So this takes about 800 years to move through all of them. And it takes 2,400 years to move through the entire zodiac and return to the start. So the whole cycle, if you want to look at it, is in increments. It's 20 years, then it is um, 200 years, 800 years, and ultimately 2,400 years. So, you know, look, historians will be able to go back and look at it. We won't be there. Many of us won't even be there in 20 years to look at it. So, um, and then some of us will be. So <laughs> it'll be very interesting. And if we are there, let's hope that we do have a memory and that we're cognizant of it, all right? There's no point in being there and not knowing that you're there. All right. But anyway, so now, with that being said, if we look at this conjunction, then we're looking at it as a transition. We're not looking at it, okay, yeah, Jupiter and Saturn got together and now all of a sudden everything is gonna change. No, it doesn't happen that way. This is very, very slow. These are slow transitions into a new era. Um, it's not a simple one, two, three, I'm going outside looking at the conjunctions, I'm going to make a wish and my life is going to be different. And so that is what we're going to be talking about today. Like, what will it take to make your life different? It is much more than just looking at elements of planets, astrology and astronomy. We're looking, we are human beings and we have to look at the human aspect of what does that look like to be a human and to live in this day and age? Well, first of all, if we look at it from astrology and from the point of historic um, astrology, just know that things are now going to, there will be notable changes. There will be evolution and there is going to be a heightened transformation. And we see this as humans become more conscious and we're watching this. The more consciousness that we have, the more awareness, the more self-awareness, the more conscious we are of our humanity and what we are capable of, the greater the shifts can be. And of course, being in the information age is going to allow us to look at information and then work on discerning what we are going to accept and what we are going to reject. So it's not that we have to blindly accept everything that is being given to us and take that as truth because there's so much disinformation out there. And we know that. I mean, we've got um, trolls and we've got people influencing our, our belief system. So we really do have to be very cautious and careful as to what we're going to believe. And so now if anybody has any questions that's on this call about 
about astrology in terms of the great coming of this error, now's a really good time to answer it. Otherwise, I'm just going to tell you what we're going to notice is that humans will become more conscious, but that has to do with the information age, that has to do with the time that we are living, that has to do with technology and our, again, and our evolution. And there will be those who continue to evolve, and then there are those who will not evolve, unfortunately. And this is where so many people talk about the splitting of the third dimension and the higher dimensions. Um, okay. Um, Somebody said, I am concerned about the Middle East and this new conjunction. Um, okay, so, <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, Tomas, thank you for, for sharing that. Again, this is not a political podcast, so I have to be very careful and mindful of what I'm sharing. Um, the We want to look at humanity and the way that we have done things historically as humans. And it's not a secret that the war machine, and we can look at the war machine, the war machine keeps the economy going so far. The war machine has kept the economy going. And unless there's an age of enlightenment, enough people starting to realize that it is a war machine that keeps the economy come going and moving, then until we get to that point where we have conscious awareness, we're going to be trapped in this um, third dimension of creating wars, creating machinery, sending money, going to help. It's a cycle. And in order to break that cycle, that is not so much, Thomas, about the astrological impact. That is more about the awareness of human consciousness. And since we are now in this new quote unquote phase of human consciousness that has happened, more and more people are open to looking at what was historically and saying, well, that has been historically so, and this is not where we want to go. And of course, we have much more power as a collective consciousness than we often believe ourselves to have. So if, who, if there is going to be a Middle East disturbance, we do want to look at it as not affected by, it's not coming as a result of the, the conjunction, it's actually coming as a result of the politic, historically political um habits, let's just call them habits. This is how it's been done historically. And until people develop new habits and new ways of looking at life and new ways of looking at the world and interacting with each other, these old habits are going to continue. And this is what brings me now into uh, the second part of the call today, which is my question was, why will 2021 look any different for anyone? Uh, than 2020 or the years before. So it's not going to be, I'm going to wake up one morning and there's going to be an astrological event and that is going to have my life be new. Uh, no, it's not going to work that way because we are human beings and we live from our human design. We live from many factors that influence us. So today I'm going to start to talk about what will be different for you in terms of what will you do differently this year than you have done in the past? And one of the things I'm going to suggest is that we take a look at some of the tools that are available to us from psychology and um, 
just, yeah, psychology. Let's take a look right there. And a really fabulous tool that was uh, brought to our awareness in terms of psychology is the Robert Diltz model, D-I-L-T-S, if you're unfamiliar with him. So Robert Diltz created a model of looking at um looking at humans and looking at, at the, the model of what it looks like, you know, I guess to be human and to identify with these things. And the first thing that he talks about is that um, there's something called vision. In order for our world to be different than it has been in the past, we need to have a different vision for ourselves. So if we have the same vision that we had many years ago and we continue to have that vision, that's fine and dandy. But now you want to ask yourself, why hasn't this vision come to fruition? Why hasn't my dream happened for me yet? And this gets into a lot of people saying, well, you know, this gets back into our conversation conversation last week. Why don't my astrological predictions come true? And why are things that I say for myself not happening? Why is that? Why is that? And it's much, it's, it's much deeper than, yeah, somebody made a prediction and it didn't happen. So we're going to look at what happens from the Robert Diltz model of of humanity and looking at things. And so if we look at vision, we create a vision. And let's say that you do an experiment right now as we go into 2021 and you create a vision for yourself. What is it that you want to be doing for 2021? What is it that you want to create for 2021? So take a look at that and then ask yourself, and you may even want to write it down. And your vision doesn't have to just be for you alone. It could be for your family. It could be for your business. It could be for anybody that at all who you want, who's included in your vision. And then you want to take a look at the next phase of that. So here's my vision. And then you ask yourself, well, who am I? Because your identity, who you are and who you believe yourself to be, um, is going to determine whether or not your vision will be attracted to you. We attract who we are, not who we want to be. So remember the old quote, as within, so without. So we attract who we are. So we say, oh, you know, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a multimillionaire. Well, think of lotto winners who have become multimillionaires. They're not multimillionaires in who they are in their being. And so therefore they will lose that money. They haven't grown into the identity of having that money. So you are going to attract who you are. A fabulous book that was written in the 1960s about identity and how identity governs our self-image and our self-image governs our our experiences is a book by Maxwell Maltz, M-A-L-T-S, and the book is called Psycho-Cybernetics. Um, Maxwell Maltz was a plastic surgeon, and back in the 60s and even in the 40s, he started working on reconstructive surgery, and he found that in many cases, people who had plastic surgery actually changed their, not only changed their identity, first, of course, they changed the way that they looked, they changed their identity, and then there were other people who had plastic surgery, changed the way that they looked, but still believed themselves to be 
ugly or deformed from the inside. And so even with the plastic surgery, their world did not change. And so this led him to go on a really big experiment uh, to have breakthrough results that self-image was the key or is the key to human personality and human behavior. So he says, and I quote him, change the self-image and you change the personality and the the behavior. And then he goes into this um, much more scientifically. And so it's a fabulous book. And anybody who's looking to change their identity or change their belief system or change their image, I'm going to highly recommend that you put this on the top of your reading list for 2021 so that you can start to make these changes. Because as within, so without. And the second the third part of all of this is in our identity is not just that the way that we look, it's also our subconscious. Okay. So when we increase our self-awareness through maybe working with a coach or a consultant, then we can see the things that are hidden for us or hidden to us. We can see how our subconscious comes into play. When I'm consulting, it usually takes me about five to 10 minutes to fully get a picture of what somebody's beliefs are and where their life is going in the trajectory based on the conversations that they're having, the vocabulary that they're using. And um, that it's a great place to start. So then the third place, and then... Um, Yes. And so thank you, Thomas. Just a little quick aside. Thomas just said this makes a uh, good sense. It's kind of like getting a new haircut. Um, absolutely. You know, you let me look good for, you know, it changes our image. It changes our belief. But then we still see we still are left with our self inside. Um, okay. The third part of the model is the values and beliefs. So what do you believe? How do you talk to yourself? What do you say to yourself? These have to be in alignment. Your values and beliefs are subconscious. They have to be in alignment with the identity that you are looking to assume to match the vision that you have. And so these things need to be in alignment. They need to be congruent. Um, then the other thing that we're looking at is behavior. So when we're talking about behavior, let's just say, for example, um, in behavior, let's, okay, example, let's say you wanted to be a public speaker. So you go now and you study public speaking, and then you get on stage and you've got this really great speech ahead of you. However, your body language um, is sending a communication saying, I don't believe in myself. I don't, you know, you're slouched. You're, can, you're just not standing tall. You're not, or your voice has a very strange tonality to it. And so what will happen is that people may look at you. You may be saying the most wonderful things, but the audience is going to get turned off because of your presentation. And so it is also your behavior, how um, you behave reflects what you're thinking inside and what your beliefs and values are. It reflects your identity. And so if you're looking to change, it also affects obviously your habits and your habits affect your, um, your success also. So this is all, it's a big package. It's all tied in together. And then one of the the um, key elements that a lot of people don't realize, and this is going to circle back to our conversation earlier, is our environment. So um, 
when we are a direct result of our environment. So the old quote, you know, show me who you walk with and I'll tell you who you are. So yes, that is true. So choose carefully who you're going to be walking with. Also, you take your top five closest friends, add up their income, and then divide it by, let's say, five people that you want to take your five closest friends, add up their income. And guess what? You're going to get your income because we, as human beings, we adapt to our environment. We adapt to other people around us. We take on their beliefs. We fit in. We are herd animals. So if you have a vision now that you've decided for yourself, then you want to make sure that the people that you are surrounding yourself or your circumstances are either in alignment with your ideal or, excuse me, <clears throat> that you evolve these people and yourself into this ideal. So everything needs to fit together. So if you were going to, let's say we're going to take a little exercise again, backing off to the, what are we, what's your vision? So let's take, for example, TR's vision. Hey, because I've got it and it's right here in front of me. TR's vision is to move to Europe. So now what would guarantee that from following the DILTS model would be, well, moving to Europe, first of all, he would make sure he would need to surround himself or she, okay, um, would need to surround themselves with people who have the same values or beliefs that this person has, that TR has. So you want to take a look at the values and the beliefs. Then you also want to look at the conversations that you'd be having with people around you. Then you also want to look at, is this environment conducive to my dreams? Is this a good place for me to have these dreams? Will this, will I be sad? Will I be enlightened? Will I be inspired? Will this place bring happiness? If you're somebody who thrives um, on being near water and a lot of sunshine, you will not do well in an area where there's no sun. It's just not going to work for you. you know, and then you'll struggle through that and then you'll become depressed and you'll think that it's something that you're doing to yourself and that you have bouts of depression when all it is, is your environment. You take yourself out of that particular environment and you put yourself into more sunshine and all of a sudden you're going to feel a whole lot better. And this is metaphysical at the same time. So if you are in a meta, if you are in an environment and let's look at it, emotional environment where people are having negative conversations around you, people don't believe in the same things that you believe when you surround yourself with people who are not conducive to your dream and vision, it's going to be very difficult for you to fulfill on that dream and vision in that particular environment. So if you put all of these things together for yourself for 2021. Look at your vision, then check and find out, okay, what is my identity? Who is my identity? What do I believe about myself? And with the identity, this is often, because it's so subconscious, it might be a good idea to work with someone or a coach or a consultant so that you can have them look at your identity through your language. But if, you know, obviously you got to find somebody who's really skilled at this. Not everybody is skilled at this. And so then you'll work with that then you'll take a look at your values. What are your values? You know, obviously you can work with another person or you can use books or models, 
to discover what your values are and you want to start to live in accordance to your values, your vision and your identity. Then you want to look at your behavior. Okay. Behavior again includes exercise, it be, includes conversations, learning, studying. And then finally you look at your environment and you put it all together and say, is this environment conducive to um, me being my best? You know, people, you know, we, we see this so often people who, um, people who then connect to somebody if you're dating somebody and let's say that you're not, or you're married to somebody and they start to go on a weight reduction program or they um, start taking better care of themselves, all of a sudden the other person becomes inspired to do the same. All right. Because we match ourselves to that person or we end up being out of alignment and relationships end up uh, parting ways. So if there's some, you know, you're together with somebody and you're a smoker and a drinker and all of a sudden, and your partner is a smoker and a drinker, I mean, this is so obvious, right? And your partner's a smoker and a drinker and you go clean and start exercising and eating well and stop smoking, stop drinking, you're no longer going to be a match for that person, for the behavior, for the environment. So it's, it's inevitably you're going to have to leave the relationship because not only are you not a match for that environment or the behavior or the belief system. So all of these things, but then again, you're not in that frequency. So all of that has come together and now you're in a different space and having a different vision and you'll have a different vision. So anyway, um, this has been a lot of information for today and the time has flown by for me. I'm so thankful and grateful that you've all been on the call today. And if you have any questions, just know that I am available for consultations and I'm putting together a magic program, which begins January 12th. If anyone's interested, uh, there are only a few spots left. We're going to use astrology and numerology and all of behavioral sciences and magic. And we're going to put it all together so that we can have created goals and visions for 2021. Thank you, Eva. Thank you, everyone on the call. Many, many blessings to all of you. Much love. And I'll see you next week. Take care. Bye. Have a great one. Thanks for being here.